Yeah, so um, I'm, I have four great adult children. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's definitely an He did run for Senate two years ago, what? Two years ago. Two years ago. So he was- Let's talk about the founding of the Distinguished Gentleman's Club. Absolutely. So uh, about eight years ago, um, you said you're a mother. So how many, how many children? Okay. And we started saying that I was there African-American, and they got this from our president. You know, they were told. Uh, so what were you doing with your job? The first or the second time? <laughs> the first time. So I was like, I was in and out. <laughs> Good. Awesome, awesome. So let's, so that, that really is a great place to transition. And who is sitting across from me or beside me is never going to sway that. Listen, man. One, I'm not going to cry on this episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I made it. I made it through all of these episodes. I think I've cried once. In Congress, what are what are the things that you're most proud of accomplishing? You know, as a congressman and as whip. We'll talk with Yo, 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 yo. We are back. What's going on, world? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hello, and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan when nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here at Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. For those who are new to the show, Real Talk with Rajan also has a goal of shining a light on the great people that are all around us right here in the Low Country and beyond. And today, we have a very, very, very special guest. This gentleman set records. This man is a, is a groundbreaker. This man is a innovator. This man is changing the game for young people. When you're talking about great young black men, you cannot mention it without mentioning the name of Mr. Jordan Jackson. Thank you, sir, for joining me. Thank you for having me. How how you doing, man? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. After COVID, like this year, I can't complain at all. All right, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. For those who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself to the audience. Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Jackson. I'm a local entrepreneur here in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, originally known for becoming the youngest store owner in Northwoods Mall with the opening of Birch and Pen, hmm. but I'm originally from Baltimore. Word, word, word. So we don't get into all of that. We're going to talk about Birch and Pen. We're going to talk about, you know, everything with that. But I want to start out with your origination. I like this. I like to, to go all the way back, as they say, as the old folks say, way back, back yeah. in the time. I want to yeah. let's talk about little Jordan. T tell me about little Jordan. Oh, gosh. OK, little Jordan <laughs> um, back in Baltimore, little Jordan always just wanted to be free and wanted to be creative. And so I wanted to be an entrepreneur since maybe second, yeah, second grade. Um, I think I told you about this story, mm -hmm. but um, in second grade, my teacher asked us, what do we want to be in the future? And everyone was like, I want to play football and I want to like rap and everything. And I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. And my teacher took that as a moment to kind of like, I guess, try to embarrass me or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she slammed the, um, it's like, how do you say it? Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. Uh -huh. There you go. Yeah. She slammed that on my desk and she was like, fine, entrepreneur. And I could not find it. So I knew from that, I knew from that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm really going to go hard with this. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to work for myself and I don't want to go to college. Ah, so you had all those goals early. Like now nah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it without having to, to, to pursue formal education, like secondary education. All right, cool, yeah. cool. So what, so why the, I don't want to go to college part? I just always wanted to be free. And at that time, I really didn't like school. And I knew that I always knew that school wasn't really for me. Mm -hmm. 
like it wasn't something that like if I had to choose I would do but um I definitely learned a lot from my teachers I had mm-hmm. amazing teachers but um I just like to create yeah yeah so your journey of entrepreneurship so you told a teacher that you want to be an entrepreneur did you immediately start getting into opportunities to find to 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 like work for yourself I think when I told my teacher I wanted to be an entrepreneur that was just putting a name on what I already was. Yeah. I didn't know what I was. Um, I used to cut grass, shovel snow, um, sell. We call them frozen cups in, in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They call them chili, chili bears. bears here. Yeah. Um, sell candy and just a few. That's just wow. a few that I did. Yeah. Okay. So did you, so did you find that freedom? Is that where that, that, that freedom came from? It's like, okay, I'm already doing this. I'm already making money. Um, and and I just want to, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Is that how it sort of stuck out to you? I'm not sure. I just like the ability just to create and curate everything that I want to learn. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was like my hands-on version of school while I was in school also. And oh, it's always okay. been like that. Word, word. So you started doing your entrepreneur thing. How soon was it before you decided to start get to like to start looking into retail as far as like opening a store? Retail really didn't happen. It's, retail really didn't happen until I moved to South Carolina. So that was okay. maybe I moved here ten years ago. So maybe my sophomore year. That's when I was like, "Mom, I think I really want to open an online store." And at mm-hmm. this time, I'm so thankful. You know, this this subject is like sensitive to me because yeah. I'm so thankful that I have supportive parents. Yeah, because I know it's people out there that do not have supportive parents and. That's like one of like the the hardest things for me, the hardest thing for me to like think of. I can't I can't imagine, but I feel yeah. for so many people out there. But I was like, Mom, I really want to start an online store. And she was like, How are you gonna do this or whatever? Like, make me a plan. And at this time, this was probably like the one hundredth different idea that I that I brought to her attention. And mm-hmm. she's like, Oh gosh, here we go again. But this time she was really like, Okay, let's make this happen. Make me a plan. And yeah, and so she was like, how much do you need? I said, $300. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. So she right over my plan and she was like, okay, make this happen. But this has to work because I can't tell you how many different times she invested into me. And I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> so it was, kind of, it was a hustle in the beginning when I started 21 Days. It yeah. was really hard. Um, I only had a few sales, but I was really thinking back to the days when I was on you now. You now was a a broadcasting um, app, just like just like this right now. Uh-huh. Before Facebook had live, before Instagram had live, and so like if you were on you now at that time, most likely it was a lot of people watching you. And so some nights I would be on you now and it'd be like ten thousand, twenty thousand people watching me and my wow. friends. And so I'm like, okay. So they really stuck with that aspect of sending their followers over to like YouTube and everything like that. But I didn't do that. I, I, I didn't want to be a, I thought I wanted to be like an influencer, but I, I didn't want that commitment. I really want yeah. like a, I really want to be known for business, mm-hmm. not necessarily just fame. That, that never really was interesting to me. And so um, I never really did. And so I reached out to my friends that did, that had like millions of followers or whatever. And I'm like, hey, I just started this online store. Can I send you some merch in exchange for a promo? Mm -hmm. And they said, yeah. And I would send it, and then it would sell out instantly. So I just stuck with that for maybe a year and a half. And then, yeah, after that, I ended up going back home to Baltimore. And me and my sister, um, we put together this event. 
and of course it was the coldest day of the year and everything that we invested we didn't make a return on it but it was amazing it was a learning experience and i i feel like everything happens for a reason strategically so i'm thankful for that moment but at that time i was like i'm kind of sick of like this online store thing like i've been interacting with people via email like since sophomore year it's kind of getting old like i went like a real job i never Uh had a physical job before i'm like i really want a real job so that's when i was like mom i want to open the store and she was like okay 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 and so i'm thinking i have to move to like atlanta or move to move back home to baltimore somewhere because i never really saw young entrepreneurs here like really thriving right so whenever I went to Atlanta, I would see like these young entrepreneurs like so successful. And a lot of my friends from UNL lived there and in Baltimore also. And I'm like, it just seemed so unrealistic for me to be successful in Charleston at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I came back home and we made a plan. We looked at different spaces and um, none of them were right. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna have to move. Let me hustle. I started flipping furniture. I was selling furniture on Marketplace. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to save up. So hopefully I can move as soon as I, like I just finished graduating. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just stopped. And at that moment, I was like, it just felt, it felt like it was so close, but it was like so far fetched. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like in that middle place. And that's crazy. I'm gonna talk about why that's crazy. No, cool. I was like in I'm, I was in that middle place. And so I'm like, you know, do I do I, you know, find a job or something like that? Because at that time, before that, I um interned for a realtor in a very um high end development here in Charleston. And the one day he um he allowed me to do tours or whatever, he was like, Hey, I have this client. I would love for you to do like a mock tour or whatever, take them on a tour. And I took them on a tour and it was like, yeah, we really like it. And we really want to buy this home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they went in and they talked about it and they ended up purchasing it. And it was a $700,000 home. And I didn't even get a congratulations, but that's okay. <laughs> but I was like, I could be a realtor. I'm thinking that in my head, like I can be a realtor or something. And so at that time, it's like, I'm trying to figure out, like, where do I start? And as soon as I stopped thinking about, you know, opening a store, it literally came to me. Mm. I didn't have to, I didn't have to, you know, find the store anymore. It came to me, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love that story. Before we even talk about the store, I I, want to get to the store, but you mentioned something I really want to come back to. It was actually two things you mentioned I want to come back to. One, you mentioned the supportiveness of your parents. Um, when you talk about that, um, like, go in more into detail because I don't think a lot of young people, a, a lot of, I don't think a lot of parents understand how important it is to have that parent to have your back. Can you speak a little bit more about the, you know, the ways that your parents were able to to guide you and support you as you went through your journey of discovery? Yeah, I think in the beginning. Um... It wasn't always like super easy because, you know, I've always had big dreams and sometimes big dreams can seem like unrealistic until it like actually happened. It's like, oh, my gosh, like we really accomplished this. And so um, I think in the beginning, my mom always embraced like my creativity. I think um, she never wanted me to feel like, you know, she doubted me or anything. She told me that 
She never wanted, wanted me to feel like she doubted me. And um, as far as my dad, you know, I, I never lived in the same household as my dad, like permanently, but I would always go over there on the weekends when I lived in Baltimore. So it was like part-time. But when I moved to South Carolina, it kind of like really stretched our, um, not necessarily our relationship, but our communication. Yeah. And so like you go from like seeing somebody every weekend to like maybe like being on the phone. And that's that's a different experience. Big difference. And so, of course, we weren't able to talk about all of my dreams. Like sometimes we just catching up like, hey, how are you? How, how is school? You know, and everything like that. And so thankfully, I did go back home every every summer and stayed at my dad's house every summer. So it was like catching back up then and like every um, holiday. Yeah. But for the most part, my for the most part, my parents have always been pretty supportive. Nice, I love that. So you get so you so you get the vision for the store, right? So the, so so the vision for the store. What's the original idea? I'm gonna do this store. Give it to me. Sell it to me. Go. This is the first time I'm saying this publicly. <laughs> okay, so people always ask me where did the name Birch and Pin come from, and I always say Pinterest. I was on Pinterest. I saw Birchwood, and I put Pin behind it. Right which is true, but I didn't tell the other part. So me and my mom actually was gonna collab on Birch and Pin at first. So when we, we were looking at spaces, I'm like, mom, you should do like an office space. And then I'm, I'm gonna do interior um, design. It was gonna be like furniture okay. at first. And so um, that's where Birch and Pin, so the Birch part was gonna be like my home decor and then uh -huh. the pin was going to be office. like her, her office workshop area. Ah. Or yeah, so this is the first time I ever <laughs> said that. But, um, but yeah, it kind of like created its own identity over time. Mm -hmm. And I just stuck with it. So the, the day that the, the store opened, um, and because was that was the, the was that the first store that you the, the first like storefront that you had was in the mall? Yeah, yep. So I remember the day that opened, I remember like, it being like this big to die, like it was nuts, like all over, you know, um, you know, everybody was there. Um, it was, it was an amazing event. What was that day like for you? It was scary, honestly. So literally up until like the day before, no, up until the day, the day of the grand opening, I would say like 90% of our inventory didn't come in yet. Oh, wow. And so I'm thinking, you know, we went viral and we had like 10 million shares on Facebook and, all of these people said that they're coming to our grand opening. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're not going to have like any clothes. So we're going to like give them like a tour around the store and be like, this is like the future home of like yeah. our Birch Squad merch or whatever. Uh -huh. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to think of every, like all the possibilities of how we were going to make this a success. Mm -hmm. And then at the last minute, it came in. It wasn't everything, but it came in at the last minute. And so, thankfully, I had a supportive team, and I don't think I ever shared how nervous I was at that time, but I, I remember going into work, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, just a lot of people in the hallway for, like, the barbershop or whatever. Mm. And they, like, they were like, oh, that's for you or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. And so... We still had the black tarp up because we weren't we weren't done we weren't done with the store. The store was yeah. not ready. It wasn't even close. And so, um, you know, me and my team and my friends, we were all working inside of the store, like getting it ready. And then the time came and we pulled down the tarp, and then it was just like a line of people 
all throughout the hallway. Mm. But mind you, when I went out, I only saw people in front of the barbershop. So pulling down that tarp, it was like shocking. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like at that moment, I was just thinking about all the ideas that didn't work. All the um like roadblocks that I had with following my dreams or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful yeah. for those moments because let's say with 21 East. If if 21 East was still like super successful when I first started it before Birch and Pen, I would not open Birch and Pen, right? And then if I didn't have 21 East, I wouldn't have like the vendors that I needed for Birch and Pen. And so it's like all the dots aligned that night. And I have so many moments where like the dots all align. I'm like, God really was working from the beginning. Yeah. And it's like leading to like a bigger picture. And I'm just so thankful for that. Mm, I love that. So, so we didn't even, we, we skipped over the, the main thing. So the big oh, deal about it was that, no, I, I messed it up. Um, that, that made you, you broke, you broke history. You made history. Can you talk a little bit about how you made history that day? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, I found out, I found out that I was the youngest store owner ever in Northwoods Mall and possibly the Charleston area, mm-hmm. but for sure in Northwoods Mall. And um, that was actually the day that, I think it was the day that I signed my lease that we found out. And so, you know, my mom, being a business coach, she already had the connections that she had. And so Mm -hmm. her best friend was like a PR manager. And so, like, it's so crazy. We already had the team. Everything, everything was already, like, prepared for us. Like, Mm -hmm. down to, like, tiny stuff. Like, um, a lady at the church increased in faith. Actually, the mother of the... um, first lady she created the um, cash register stand for us and gave it to us for free i didn't know where to find that at it was like things like um we got the front of my store wrapped by like Mm -hmm. a car wrapping place or whatever and their documents weren't up to date for like the mall or whatever and it cost them like tens of thousands of dollars to like update it but they did it anyway it was like so many blessings um we went to target and and maybe got got like eight hundred dollars worth of stuff. Everything wow. was on sale. I never been to Target where everything was on sale, and everything ended up being like two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. It was like everything was just working out. So I don't even know if I answered the question. No, you did. You did. <laughs> so so how long? So how long were you in that in that space before um, opening? No, once 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 you know once you were in there. Oh, eleven months. 11 months. Okay, so you yep. go through 11 months. Um, and, and what happens from there, from the time it opens, what, what's going on? Yeah, so 11 months. So I think, like, the first month, it was just mostly, like, people coming in. Like, we all oh, we heard about Birch and Pen, we want to support. And then the second month was, like, people coming from different states. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, we really are a successful company. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just crazy to me. And I was able to employ... I'm I'm kind of getting nervous talking about it right now because that whole time period was a blur. Yeah. But um take I your was time. Able, no rush. Yeah, I was able to employ 10, 10 people over that time, which is crazy to me. And um yeah, it was just like we created so many amazing moments. We went on school tours, interacted with thousands of students, um spoke at churches. I think your church actually Mm-hmm. was one of them afterwards. Um, 
it was just so much that happened. It's all hitting me right now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then um, representative. So we get through, you know, the, the that. No, I'm sorry. I'm skipping. I'm lagging. You good? Oh, no. oh okay. Um, representative Crystal Simmons, she presented me with a what is that? A House resolution saying mm-hmm. that, um, basically putting in the history books that I made history, which is crazy. I still yeah. can't believe it, but I'm yeah. thankful. It's crazy because before all of this happened, I actually had deja vu of Birch and Pen, like the mm-hmm. whole Birch and Pen experience before it even opened, which is crazy. Wow. Wow. So so you're you're not in that space now, right? No. So so what happened in terms of, of, of it not being there anymore? Yeah, this is the first time, I mean, other than me posting on my social media talking about it, but um, around springtime, I actually was like, you know, God, please show me like a sign because it was, it was a lot of violence going on around the mall. And I'm yeah. like, God, please show me like a sign. Like, am, are we supposed to be here or are we supposed to leave? And every time I prayed for a sign, it came and it was it wasn't like a regular sign it was like something crazy and i'm like oh my gosh and so at this time i was like god like what do you want me to do and then he told he literally told me to be still and be silent mm-hmm. and then that's when i was like okay i'm i don't want to do like interviews anymore like i'm thinking to myself i don't want to do interviews anymore i don't want to do like a whole bunch of like public appearances or anything i just want to like focus or whatever yeah. And at this time, I started to become become like burnt out. Yeah, because you know, with all of the violence coming up, happening or whatever, you know, traffic in the mall started to die down. Yeah. Although my store was able to attract over fifty thousand people in wow. less than eleven months, mm-hmm. you know, it was still hard towards the end. And then I kept asking for a sign, and it would be like a big storm where like the whole mall would be shut down for like a week. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, we just became successful. I mean, well, we were successful from the jump, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, this is my dream. It's finally happening. And I'm like, man, you know, I heard God and I'm like, I don't want to listen though. So let me, you know, let me throw this, this music festival festival for my birthday. So I did. And it rained. It rained wow. like cats and dogs, and thankfully, you know, I think maybe like sixty people stayed, but so many people couldn't make it because yeah. of the rain, or they was just stuck outside. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what next? And then my car broke down, and I'm like, oh, of course, mm-hmm. and I had to let go of my staff, yeah, because of how slow everything was in the mall. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and so I'm working. 14 hour days, sometimes more if I want to like design a store, do inventory. Yeah. By me and my mom at the end by yeah. ourselves. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is hard. Like, do I really want to do this anymore? And I was praying, I was praying, I was praying. And God was like, leave. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what? And so I'm like thinking in my head, okay. So um, I'm going to talk to management and everything about it, and we're going to leave. And so um, I, I was talking to management, actually, and the leasing manager at that time, I, I don't believe that she's there anymore. 
But the Lisa manager at that time, she was like, um, you know, we understand that everything is slow at the mall, like even like the big the big box stores or whatever. Like, what can we do to help? And I was like, rent reduction, <laughs> you know, rent reduction. But um, and so they agreed on that. And she was like, you know, um, what do you want or whatever? And I was like, I don't know if we if we really want to be here anymore because of everything that's mm-hmm. happening. You know, our customers don't feel safe here and, you know, everything that's going on. And um, she was like, okay, well, you know, are you like sure about that? And I'm like, yeah, like I had a conversation with God about that. She's like, well, if it's with God, then maybe she'll listen. And so she um, gave us a rent reduction. And um, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Are you good? You're doing great. She gave us a, um, a rent reduction and sent everything over to management, the management office, I think in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so um, we got an invoice. We paid rent, and it was like half price of rent for that month. And we paid rent. Well, that was our new leasing agreement. We paid rent, and um, it was the next month. And then we got an invoice from um, – can you still hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was like glitching. We got an invoice from um, the management company saying that we, did, we, we paid partial rent or something like that. And we was like, you know, please check with the leasing manager. You know, this is what we agreed on or whatever. And so we didn't hear anything back from them that time. And so, um, you know, I was talking to them about leaving at the end of my my leasing agreement because the old leasing manager told me that, um, you know, I could renew another another year. But if I want to cancel beforehand, like let them know in advance or whatever. So that's what I'm doing, letting them know in advance. I let them know in springtime that I was kind of thinking about it and I let them know for sure. And, um, you know, they really didn't say anything about it except for like, what can we do to make you stay or whatever? You know, the, you bring us good business and whatever. And so, um, and so I forgot what happened. It was a lot that happened at that time, but when I, Oh, we announced, we announced that we were leaving at the end of our, um, leasing term or whatever to our mm-hmm. customers you know just letting them know and letting them know that we were going to be you know moving or whatever and so right when we announced that um i got a phone call from my mom saying that the lease was terminated and i'm like oh my gosh like i literally just let you know all of our customers know like you can come in and support or whatever and i literally i literally just spent so much money on inventory that isn't even yeah. here yet it's not even yeah. close and so, um, and at this time, you know, we were going through inventory like super fast normally. And so it's, it took maybe like a month or two for like inventory to get there. So we were like constantly selling out. And so I ordered all this inventory and they, t- they gave us a um, termination saying that we had to leave in three days. Wow. I told my customers before, before I even got that, I told my customers, we're going to be here until the end of the month, you know when our lease, you know, is up or whatever. And so it was kind of like a in-your-face moment, like, we'll show you or yeah. whatever. And that was that was a crazy feeling, honestly. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know, it felt like a moment where it was like my dreams were being t- taken away from me. But, 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 
in springtime, God already showed me what was next. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't think that it was like realistic at that time. It's like a, it's a constant cycle in my life. And it's like uh-huh. every, every shift is like very traumatic and uh, it's crazy, but it, it always pushes me further and, and the people around me further. And so I'm like, you know, so I'm, I'm telling my, so I did the news interview with um, Erica Lungsford and she was the first person to cover the opening of Birch and Pen publicly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, it's only right to end with her. And next thing you know, once we moved out and everything, you know, my friends came and everything. I didn't really want to talk about it. I got new, I got phone calls from so many news reporters, like asking me what was happening and everything. And I'm like, I don't, that's not something that I want to attach to my legacy. I mean, right. that was ill on somebody else's terms. Like that was bad on their side, but on our side, you know, we accomplished a lot. You know, we, we were able to employ all, people of all ages, yeah. but I, I'm majority want to, wanted to give um, people my age, like a chance. Yeah. But of course we didn't discriminate. We allowed people to have pop-ups inside of our, our store. We collaborated with so many different entrepreneurs who now have their own store because right. of that moment. Like they have their own establishments and they're very successful because of, you know, that extra boost that Birch and Pin was all giving us. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment, it was like a lot of pressure, like we have so many supporters, you know, we went on a school tour and thousands of kids told me how much like my story inspires them. And they, you know, they want to be like me or something like that. And you know me, I'm like, don't be like me, be better than me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, that, that time period was just so hard for me. And then next thing you know, when the um, store closed, I'm, I'm being very candid now because Cut. I know that this, this going to help somebody. Cut. When, when the store closed, I lost one of my closest friends to suicide, mm. a family member to cancer, another family member to cancer, and we lost so many more people. I think we lost nine people back to back. Now, mind you, I've been working for a year straight. I didn't get a chance to go home to Baltimore. And so because the store closed, I was finally able to go back home. And I'm like, okay. So I went back home. I stayed for a while. And the next thing you know, my mom called me. And she's like, hey, Jordan, um, got some news. I'm like, what? What? And she was like, um, oh, yeah, I see my aunt saying, always looking up for the underdog. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> Um, she was like, got some news. I'm like, what? She was like, um, our landlord said that she wants she wants her house back, at, like at the at the end of our term or whatever. She wants her house back so she could turn it into like a senior something or whatever, like a senior living wow. or something like that. Wow. And I'm like, of, of course, like all of this stuff is happening back to back, but none of it is connected. It wasn't because of the store. It wasn't because of the car. It wasn't because of the house. It it wasn't because of like the deaths or whatever. It was. Everything happened, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. Not necessarily talking about like the deaths or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know we needed we needed a break. We needed time off. We needed to be in the moment, be with our family, and the store needed to close. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. and I realized that because if the store was still open during Corona, it would have been so horrible. Yeah, like really bad. And so yeah. you'd have lost more money. Yep. And so yeah. because of that, door bigger doors have opened for me. Wow. I love that. 
yeah. I, I love the way I love the way you tell your story um not making it a defeated story because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that would experience the things and even in your youth um you have a unique ability to see the god in the situation and that 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 god does all things well and god does all things intentionally god doesn't make mistakes there's no there's no coincidences in god god does everything the way god does them for a specific and intentional reason and i also love the fact that you pointed out that it's because of the things that happened before that didn't work that Birch and Pin was able to work the way that it did. So that's a, a level of perspective that you don't normally see in people your age. So I, I, I wanna like I wanna just pause right there before we even move forward in your story because you still have so much. You know, you're you're still you're at 21, 22? I'm 21 now. 21, I'll be 22 yeah, so, in August. So like you're 21 years old and you have a level of perception and a, a level of perspective that's way beyond your years. That's probably a great indicator of your parents and what they instilled in you. But it's also also indicated that you're in tune with the, with the teachings that you're getting. So that's that's a wonderful thing. I just wanted to. Yeah, I, I agree. But also, I believe some of the teachings that I got were crazy life experiences that I had. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I survived so much me and my mom together and separately survived so much and it's like now that I look back it's like oh that was preparing me to be able to handle situations like this you know yeah and to to handle it positive positively you know when the um after I got after my lease got terminated in the mall you know I was I was going to look at different malls or whatever like you know I'll just open up a new store or whatever and be back on my grind and everything like that and I'm like, no, let me really be like in the moment and really think about this and really follow the path that God wants me to follow. Mm. Because easily, we easily could have, you know, opened more successful businesses and stuff like that. But it wasn't about that. It was about purpose. Yeah. And following my destiny, really. And so during that time, you know, when, when I got the letter saying that my lease was terminated, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to management and thank them for everything that they tried to do. And I went to the office with my mom. This is so crazy to me because I can't believe it. Um, I went to the office with my mom and they had the lights off, like acting like they weren't there. I think they were expecting like us to go to like media and bash mm. like the mall and everything like that. But it was opposite. You know, I wanted to, I went live on Facebook and told everyone, you know, this is what ha this is what's happening, but I didn't go into like detail. But I wanted to be real with my with with my supporters mm -hmm. and customers because so many people have invested so much into us, and I wanted to just be real, but not give so much away at that time because I really I was trying to figure out how to handle the situation, and so I went to the office and the lights was off, and I was like, "What's that shadow?" And it was the um the the mall leasing manager. She was at the copier, and we rung the doorbell. The door was locked, and she looked up and looked like she saw a ghost. And she came over. She was like, "Um, hey, what are you doing here? Whatever." And we were like, "Um, is the leasing manager here?" And she was like, "Yeah, I'll go get her." She went around the corner. It was whispering, "Birch and Ben is here. Make sure that you record or something like that." And I'm like, "This oh, wow. is crazy." And so I was like, you know. Thank you for everything that you tried to do. I'm sorry that it had to end up in this predicament or whatever, but I want to thank you for everything that you were trying to do or whatever. 
and I appreciate it so far. And that that for me was like really big. I didn't want to. And the time, you know, obviously I was frustrated. I was angry. I was mad. Yeah. I had to, you know, really regroup and like handle it like a boss would. A boss is not going to go in there, you know, fussing somebody out or whatever. I'm like, let's let's really handle this as an adult. You know, it's sad that, you know, I had to be the adult in that situation. But hey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but but again, the way you dealt with it was wise beyond your years. There's a lot of people, like you said, that would have went in there and caused a big scene. And then it would have been a big news story. Young black teen decides to run up in the offices of Northwoods Mall and all of that. And, and, and it didn't have to be that. Um, you walked out of there with your dignity and with your head held high, knowing the man that you are and the man that you showed yourself to be. And I think that's commendable. And I hope I hope that those people at, at, in that space realized that they they had you wrong in that regard and that maybe they have all black males wrong in that regard because that's probably why they thought that if that was anyway i'm not gonna start i'm not gonna i will not i will not no, do it's, that it's fine it's fine <laughs> I, 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 no it's fine i believe that they're no longer there but yeah. it was important for me to um tell people to continue to support them all because we have you know we built like a family in them all with so many yeah. of the different tenants and customers and Yes, this is a bad moment that happened in here, but how selfish would it be for me to tell, you know, these millions of people that support us, this is what happened at this mall, don't support or whatever. That yeah. is so selfish and ignorant. And I, I hate when stuff like that happens because it's like people are so angry in the moment that they don't realize that they're destroying the whole village around them. Mm. And I can't do yeah. that. I can't take the food out you know, out of their mouths, my neighbor's mouth. I can't take yeah. money off of their table. They have kids, you know, they work hard. They're there 24 hours a day. I mean, not 24 hours, but always there. Open and close. yeah, open to close. And I'm, I just wasn't, I'm, I'm not doing that. Well, I love that, man. I love that. I, I, I just love it. I, I love like you're, you're just, you're, you're, you got really good energy about you. You have very mature energy about you that you don't see, like I said, in a lot of people your age. So again, I want to commend you on that. So let's talk about what's coming now, though, because that that that's in the past. You learned from it. I, I want to. What did you learn, and how are you applying it to what's going on now with 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 you? So I learned a lot, and actually, um, over that eleven months, I was listening to all of my customers' needs and wants, and I'm like, hmm, what can I do with that? And then when I asked God, like, what's next? He revealed to me in a dream what was next. And I don't want to reveal that yet because it's too premature right now. Mm -hmm. But I've been working on that for the last year. Nice. And because of COVID, obviously, um, you know, some, some things were slowing down. But I was able to educate myself more. And like I said, business for me has always been my hands-on school. And so this year was mostly about like educating myself more about business, more about, you know, where I want to be and figuring out how to get there. Yeah. And yeah, just like educating myself, really. I love that. I love that. So um, so do you have a timeline on when you plan on releasing what you what you want to release? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. I wish I could say, but um, I'm just not sure yet. That's cool. Slow cook it, man. Crock pot. 
Yeah, yeah. Crock pot, man. You make that. Make sure you know your pot roast is nice, nice and tender before you before you dig in. So I love that. So yeah. so cook it. Um, is there anything that you want to promote that that you do have going on that you can talk about? Yeah, I actually, just dropped Birch the Birch Squad merch a few hours ago. Actually, oh wow! And okay. it's our um, signature collection that we had in the store, and so many of our customers have been messaging me ever since the store closed, like consistently. I have maybe like hundreds, if not thousands of messages from people saying like, you know, we still want to support. How can we support or whatever? And, you know, I, I always want to evolve and I never want to like go back. So Birch and Pen is not necessarily going to be the same thing that it was in the past and it's growing. But in this middle stage, I'm like, OK, let's let's drop a collection, a classic collection, not too not too much. I wanted to represent the times and I wanted yeah. to be simple. Um, I wanted to feel organic. You know, I chose not to do a photo shoot. We did everything on my cracked up phone, my cracked mm -hmm. up iPhone eight. Actually, I just want to be real because this is, this is, this is real talk. Yes, and, it is. Um, and my mom, some people call her mama Keisha was the videographer on the video that I'll be releasing probably tomorrow. Nice. And yeah, so we just, you know, finding new ways to get creative with this time and really just gearing up, gearing up for the future. And I'm excited mm. about it. I'm excited about it for you, man. I'm excited about it for you. I'm, I'm excited with everything you got going on. I want to ask you another question about your style because you have a very unique style when it comes to like the, the even the stuff that you put in your store. How do you think of that stuff? Like, how where does that come from? I don't know where that comes from, actually, because it's like now... Okay, so my style has changed a little bit. I'm, I'm only, I've only been wearing, um, oh, 20%. Okay. I've only been wearing, like, streetwear, really, when it comes to, like, you know, like the Birch Squad merch or whatever. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, you know, I really want to be a boss, so I have to look the part. I have to look like my future. And so I'm, like, stepping it up a little bit, so I'm, like, wearing suits and stuff and everything. Okay. I can't wait to share. But, um... My style has changed, but I can say that, you know, obviously you're influenced by culture sometimes. So back in yeah. the day at Birch and Penn, I say back in the day, like that wasn't like a year ago, but, um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but during Birch and Penn times, you know, I would look at different fashion that's like all around the country, but that's not here in Charleston. And thankfully it's so many different businesses that have opened now that, you know, that carry like the trendy wear and, and everything but mm -hmm. i feel like with age it's time to mature and i'm ready all right i love it man i love what's coming if if that if, if people who want to follow you man what, what, where can they find you yeah you can follow me at jordan jackson on all social media platforms and what's the what's your website name what's your website um it's birchandpen.com birchandpen.com and I'll make sure I put that in the title for you, man. Um, just you. in parting, first of all, I want to thank you so much for a great interview, man. Thank you for being so transparent. I know, like you said, this is your first interview that you've done, you know, since you sort of took your time away to center yourself and and, and re you know reestablish and pivot into where you where you want to go next, which I'm excited about. Um, what what do you, what are your you got any parting thoughts? Anything you want to share um, before we close? Yeah, I actually wanted to thank you for being patient. You know, Ray John actually. I met Ray John this time last year. Yeah. And Ray John was like, hey, I want to have you on your on my show or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's let's make it happen. And 
at that time, I was like, okay, I really just need to like be in a moment and, mm-hmm. you know, take a break and really focus on my dreams, focus on myself. Yeah. Because although I would say I was kind of healed after everything that happened during that time, I really wanted to make sure like I knew the direction I was heading to. I didn't want to do things just to do it. And so right. thank you for waiting for a year, a year. But it's always been the, the priority at the top of my list. I've been yeah. telling my mom, like, you know, we got to do something so I can get on Ray John's show or whatever. And so here we are. Wow. Yeah, man. I Yeah. So like I I I I, I knew a lot was going on. Thank you to Miss Keisha for coming on. And um, we actually had a really yeah. good interview. Um, I enjoyed talking to her and getting to know her. It gave me more insight into, you know, who you are and, you know, the, the stock that you come from. And the fact that you as, you know, you, you come like you just come from good stock and you're a really good guy. Like, I just Thank I root you. for you, man. Um, and God does all things well. I actually had somebody else scheduled tonight. And then literally right before you messaged me, she messaged me. I was like, hey, I need to cancel. So when I told you, like, I had somebody scheduled, she literally had just messaged me and said, hey, um, I need to I need to um, I need to Dr. Crystal uh, Wigfall, who uh, who actually won the seat. In Charleston County, in Charleston County School District. Oh wow! Um, Congratulations. Yeah, to her. yeah. She um, she but she she was she was my guest for tonight. She rescheduled, so we'll be have her on soon, but not this week. Um, but yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on. I I wish you all the luck in the future, and I know that you're gonna do great things. I'm excited. Um, if you are not already following this young man, make sure you follow him. Make sure you're watching him. Make sure you are keeping track of him because the guy is the bomb dot com thank you bomb.com even though i think that sounds really dated to say so i'm not gonna say that no 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 you know my mom still says that so yeah no yeah so your mom's really cool is what you're telling me yeah yeah okay my my brother's calling (laughs) me i'm sorry yeah my my brother keeps calling me i don't know what's going on on, (laughs) no my brother's on the call all right yeah but thank you so much for coming on man i really appreciate you coming on i look forward to seeing what you do in the future. If you have something going on, something you want to promote, come back on, man. I'd love to have you like to do an update. Um, let's, once you get your website rolling, once you unleash the, the great things that you got coming, man, come back and let's talk about it. Um, and yeah, I'd also yeah. love if I do any like um, panels in, in terms of like talking to the youth, talking about what's going on with the youth um, from a youth perspective. I'd love to, you know, consider you a resource that I can have on here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. And with that being said, I am going to close so I can call my brother back. Okay. Hello, world. Thank y'all so much for watching this week. I really appreciate Mr. Jordan Jackson for coming on this episode 137 of the Local Celebrity Spotlight. Mr. Jordan Jackson, Birch and Pin. Make sure you go to birchandpin.com and check out what he's got cooking. Get that Birch Squad merch. I like Birch Squad merch. I'm going to go order me some stuff. So, oh, dope. Yeah, already, man. I love, I love wearing people. I love wearing local, local, um, local brands. But I, I just, I just really, really do. I think, I think we don't do enough of that when it comes to supporting one another. So I want to make sure I do that for you. But thank you. For thank those you. Who, thank you. So make sure you guys watch next week. Next week, my guest is Mr. Good Vibes. Yo, dude is from Canada. I got my first guest from another country coming on wow. the show next week. Canada is in the building. Mr. Good Vibes, a motivational speaker. He's actually an international motivational speaker. I met him on Clubhouse, and we just had a really good rapport, and he decided to come on the show, so I'm excited about meeting with him. 
meeting him next week um, here on the show and exposing him to you guys. If you're doing something great in the community that you would like the light shined on, please go to my website, www.realtalkwithrajan. That's www.realtalkwithrajan.com and put in your application so we can get you scheduled to come on the show. Um, follow me on social media. Anywhere you can, anywhere you find social media, Real Talk Rajan, you can find me. And always remember that God is everything. Without him, we are nothing. So never forget where help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Now that's real talk. I will see y'all next Wednesday. Peace.